Welcome back to the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Evan Preparis. Uh, not joining me this week is Brenna Calvert, but I do have two other guests on the line, which I'll introduce in a couple seconds. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Hammer Nutrition. If you're looking for great endurance supplements or protein or just vitamins in general, make sure you head over to HammerNutrition.com and check them out. Uh, if you use code 240887, you get uh, 15% off your first order. Also, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, Strength and Speed's Guide to Elite Obstacle Course Racing, uh, make sure you head over to TeamStrengthSpeed.com and pick up a copy of that. Uh, and then finally, uh, give a quick shout-out to Mud Run Guide, because I just got a package today of a bunch of goodies, including Mud Run Guide stickers, Mud Run Guide hat, and then some uh, new products I'm going to be testing and writing some reviews on, including Drywire, Hammer Strength Apparel, and a uh, new pair of Saucony uh, trail racing shoes. I think Margaret Schlachter is actually writing the review on that, but I'm going to throw my two cents in. Anyway, uh, now that that's out of the way, let's get to our actual podcast. Today we have uh, Jay and Heather Bodie joining us from the Overcoming Run podcast. Hey, what's going on, man? I uh, thank you. Oh, geez, sorry, I got a little close to Mike there, but uh, definitely thank you guys, or thank you, not you guys. It was Brenna who reached out, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know, Mister, but uh, we thank you for having us on, man. It's it's exciting to be here. Uh, this whole last week, or I think was it the week before, I was getting all my uh, my memory reminders on Facebook from last year when you and I were on my show every single day when you were doing uh, your your across America, and um, that was uh, that was just a cool thing to see, man. It was, so it's been a long time. We've been uh, working together. I'm excited to be on your show now. Yeah, it's great, and I uh, definitely need to thank you again for doing that. I know how, you know, producing a podcast and putting out daily episodes like you did for uh, OCR America uh, kind of had to be had to be difficult, to get. even though they were just like kind of quick 10, 15-minute things. You know, it still requires you to sit down and add the intro and the outro and edit it a little bit, so I uh, definitely appreciate that and the support you gave me for that event. Well, definitely, man, and it was actually really good timing for me because I don't know if I mentioned this at the time, but I was living on an air mattress with a camping <laughs> chair because uh, they hadn't moved. You know, I moved across country then, and they hadn't moved my stuff yet, and so I didn't have anything, so I had nothing else to do with my day. So talking to you was all I did, and then Heather was out of town, so I was, yeah. uh, it was a lonely time. <laughs> so, so this is cool also because this is actually the first time I think I've talked to Heather. So, Heather, how's yeah. it going? It was going pretty good. I was I felt very excited to be included in this interview. So um, it's going great. Loving the loving the podcast. Great. Uh, glad to hear that. So uh, talking about podcasting, let's kind of uh, talk a little bit about your podcast. So if you if you're listening to this and you're not subscribed to Overcome and Run, make sure you do that. Uh, it's definitely a great podcast, and actually, kind of the reason my podcast exists is because of Overcome and Run. Um, yeah. Well, thanks, man. That that is uh, I, that's an honor to to hear that. I don't know that we ever set out to like inspire anybody to start a podcast. Uh, I just set out to to talk on a microphone and see if anybody would listen. And here we go. 
Yeah, so like I, after being on your show a couple times, you know, I just I really enjoyed the experience, and I was like, oh well, I want to cover some other topics, you know, and you can only cover so much in an interview. Uh, so I was like, well, you know, I started talking to Brenna, and we kind of spitballing the idea for a couple months, and then uh, towards the end of last year, we we're like, all right, let's do it. And I actually sat down and watched YouTube videos for about eight hours one day, trying to figure out what the hell I was doing um, before before starting one. Oh, I was just saying, I think I did the same thing. I, I, I must have watched a thousand videos and, and thought through this like a hundred times. So so kind of let's take it back to the beginning. Like why did you decide to start a podcast in OCR? Uh, OCR, well, this is actually really funny uh, why, why I chose OCR. So, I mean, naturally I loved it. You know, Heather and I went out and did like, we had only done like two or three races, maybe tops when I started the podcast. Uh, but the funny thing about it was like, when I first reached out and kind of like put feelers out for like what uh, podcast existed in OCR, I didn't find any. And ter- apparently my Google searching was like way off <laughs> because at the time, I mean, there was already um, Obstacle Racing Media, there was Obstacle Order and Obstacle Dominator, uh, and then a couple of other, you know, Spartan Up and, and some other stuff that wasn't like 100% Obstacle Course Racing, but there was at least those three. And I don't know how through like, 25 or 30 different Google searches and iTunes searches and so on and so forth. I never found them. Uh, but I was like, man, am I the first person to, like, think of doing an OCR <laughs> podcast? And so I, I thought, like, well, this has got to be super cool. Like, I mean, I'm not super good at this, but, like, I could try. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I gave it a shot. And uh, through, you know, through the years that I've been doing it now, uh, you know, obviously we've ran a ton of races and, and got a lot more experience. And I think it was cool to have the podcast help us grow in the sport, uh, you know, because we were going to do it anyway, you know, grow in the sport, that is. Um, but it was cool to be able to, to kind of share that journey with people and, and see them or have them follow us through from like, you know, rookie level all the way up to where we're at now. Yeah, that, that's pretty <laughs> that's actually really funny because like. ORM and Matt Davis's podcast was probably on like episode 150 or 200 or something when you started. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I say it all the time. Matt was like the coolest dude ever when I first started. He was like, "Hey, yeah, if you need any help or you know, let me know, and you know, I'll be glad to help you out." And I was like, "Oh no, there's another podcast." <laughs> <laughs> well, and funny story. If you listen to the first few episodes, our intro sounds almost exactly the same. Like, the intro voice is the same because Jay didn't listen to the intro of ORM. Well, I didn't know I didn't know ORM existed, so yeah. I just was like, I don't know. I was listening to another podcast on business, and it had this British lady, and I was like, I love that. So, you know, I went and I found a <laughs> British lady to do my intro, and then once I met Matt, he was like, hey, bro, by the way. No, uh, no, no, that was me. I listened to one of the episodes. <laughs> I come to Jay. I'm like, Jay, we need to change our intro now. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. That's hysterical. So how did... uh? So do so, your research. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. So Heather, how did you, for those of you that don't listen to Overcome Run, how did you how did you get roped into this? Like, I know the first couple episodes are just Jay, and then you, you jump on at some point. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I'd always kind of been behind the scenes, kind of keeping an eye on it. The whole, I mean, this ultimately is Jay's brainchild, but then as we were approaching, um, we started in Florida when Jay was um, basically not deploying at the time. And so uh, he was able to do it weekly. And then as we were approaching um, our move to San Diego where Jay would be deploying and going underway, um, we wanted to make sure the podcast was going to keep going. 
So he's like, he had approached someone else to be a, uh, um, a co-host, but it just didn't work out. So he turned to me, he's like, do you want to be a co-host? And I was like, sure, because <laughs> I really wanted the podcast to keep going. So um, a couple months before the move, we just decided to start kind of bringing me on to kind of get the lay of the land and see how it works. And uh, I'm really glad I did because now I'd say I'm I'm pretty much almost on the same level of Jay as far as running it and producing it and um, keeping up content for the web- website and stuff like that. I'm absolutely loving it. And then I'm actually going to be – taking it over primarily while he's gone on deployment. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. The uh I know I remember with the first couple episodes when you came on, it was just you're just kind of in the background and you throw in like a sentence like every five yeah. or ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, but, I was like I was real nervous at first. But now I mean you're running episodes completely on your own and so I, <laughs> I think that works out well that you two you two are on the same level there and are are doing doing great things together. Yeah, it took some practice, but uh, I think we're at a good place now. So since you started the podcast, like, how has that changed your outlook on OCR? Man, it is it is so different. Like, I didn't know anybody when I started the podcast. Like, I had Chad Trammell on my very first episode, and I was like, oh, this guy just won a race. Like, that's cool, right? <laughs> and, like, you know, a couple of years later now, I, I understand, like, the magnitude, like, I had Chad Trammell on my first episode. That's crazy. Like, how did that dude say yes to me? I didn't even, I didn't even know how to interview, um, you know, and then it was, it's just been cool to be able to like get into the sport and not, not even that like uh, I just run them kind of level, but like I love to be able to go to all of the races and know people and see people who listen to the podcast and talk to them. And uh, I just think it's, it's really, really fun to have made this like, honestly like a a really big part of our life like it's it's not like uh you know we run spartan races on the weekends like this is what we talk about when i come home from work (laughs) this is what heather texts me about dominates like (laughs) Like, the majority of our conversations yeah and it's maybe it's a little unhealthy i don't know but uh you know i think that's going back to you know you and i when we first started talking you know that was what you told me you were like man you know when i get into something like i get into it and this is that's happened with ocr for you and that's that's definitely what's happening for us, you know, and and it all started because Heather tricked me. So, <laughs> yeah, I was the one who who got us to start. But I mean, for me, it's just um, we know the sport on a whole different level that we never would have known were it not for the podcast and interviewing people like um, like Jay said, it dominates most of the conversations that we have just, you know, in our daily lives. And just um, talking about the athletes and the competition and the changes, like just being aware of all these things and being so involved. It's like it's like getting really involved in any sport that you're passionate about, just on a deeper level. And I I love that. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's obviously a big fan of the sport, you know. And I, yeah, I'm the same way. Like I'm constantly checking Facebook for updates and. You know, constantly updating uh, Mud Run Guide and ORM to kind of see what's going on in the latest news. So, 100% know how you feel. So let's say let's say someone's listening to this and they're they're like, oh, I want to start a podcast. Maybe not necessarily on OCR, but just a podcast in general. Uh, do you have any kind of starter tips or advice or kind of you know maybe things you didn't know about before you started the podcast that now you know about and would give like a, maybe a warning or just like a heads up to someone who's looking to start one. 
Well, you know, I, I don't want to say any warnings because I think podcasting is actually like the coolest medium in the world because, uh, you know, like I always wanted to go into like broadcast radio, but you have to go to college for that. And I'm not really a college person. Uh, <laughs> not to say I'm not smart because I'm not, but uh, <laughs> Heather gets mad when I say that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I, I'm not, you know, I don't want to scare anybody away from it because I think it's an awesome medium. Uh, there are some things, you know, that I would say, to, to warn people about because it is it's it's almost overwhelming the amount of work that goes into it that nobody knows or sees uh especially at the beginning you know i remember my first couple episodes might be 30 or 40 minute episodes and i'd spend two and a half or three hours editing them uh just because i was hypercritical at the time and then i didn't really know what i was doing and all the hotkeys so uh, i think that it, it's it's going to be a, a big time investment uh on anything that you do um, but the biggest the biggest things to, that led to my success in podcasting, I'll say hands down, uh, was I joined kind of like a I don't know what you call it like a accountability group. I think we we called ourselves I called them my accountability buddies. Um, but we talked every Monday and we would talk about you know their podcast. We talk about my podcast. We'd come up with ideas, you know, how to make it better, how to that we would all listen to each other's and you know critique it and kind of give that feedback. And and if you can find that. Uh, I will say hands down that is probably the most invaluable thing that you will come across in 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 your podcast. Yeah, I think that I, I definitely know what you mean uh, with like hypercritical. So like, say I was the same way when I first started writing. You know, I'd be like, I'd proofread everything like a dozen times, and I'd be like, oh, let me change this word, let me change this word. All right, let me reread it again. And now like I just I just produce content, and a lot of times like my articles have like there's there's typically like one or two spelling errors in my articles, and you know. Like eh, ninety percent solution. We'll uh, I'll, ro- I'll ro- roll with that and call it a day. So yeah, you're not you're not posting in a science journal. It's you know I mean we're <laughs> right. we're all just normal people reading this stuff. I still I, occasionally I still get comments on Facebook like oh you should proofread it. It's like I got it man. Like you you want a lot of content or you want like one per- perfect article. Perf- so what's uh kind of what's on the future for Overcome and Run? Like what have you added in the last couple of months? So where are you taking it and. Uh, do we expect more podcasting, or what's the, what's the deal there? Man, we we don't know. Uh, that's that's a that's a funny answer to give. Uh, but we have considered so many things, and we've tried to start so many things, and we're we're thinking about so many things. It's uh, you know what I do know is I I think we want to keep growing and trying to find other ways to reach people. Uh, as people may have seen, we, you know we've kind of ramped up the blogging a little bit. I feel like maybe over the past month or two, as I've gotten closer to deployment, maybe we've fallen off a little bit uh, just because, you know, life sometimes has to take priority. Um, But I I think as, you know, I leave and Heather kind of takes over, she's going to be doing a lot more stuff. She's definitely the social media person uh, (laughs) and she also can write. So I can't I can't write very well, which is why I have like seven half started blog posts for really cool (laughs) things that I had to say. Um, but I think that's uh, a thing you should expect to see from us is probably a lot more blogging. Um, and then, you know, we've talked about a video series. I don't know if we're going to go that route yet or not. Um, that's going to be kind of a, a time investment, uh, to pay off. Uh, we're going to have to kind of evaluate cause that's, that's a, that's another huge time investment. So that's still, it's still on the table. It would be like a, a um, like a lifestyle, uh, fitness kind of series because I'm uh, going to be restarting uh, obstacle course training 
and I'm going to be doing their 20-week program. And so the idea is that it would follow me along as I train through this program. So it's still sort of on the table. We haven't decided yet. Cool. Sounds sounds like some good stuff coming. I will say as, as a writer uh, who produces a lot of articles, I do the same thing. I literally have probably have like 30 articles sitting on my desktop that are like in various states of finish. And then kind of as, uh, you know, I haven't published one in a while, I'll just pick one and be like, all right, this... This is still a relevant topic, and then fine-tune it and uh, push it out. So I think that's pretty normal. I think you're still there. So we're, we're talking about the future of Overcome and Run. So sounds like you got some good stuff planned. I know uh, we've mentioned a couple times already on the podcast, uh, Jay's in the Navy and he's got a deployment pending. So let's talk deployment, right? Because I'm assuming, you know, when you come back from the deployment, you, you still want to be in decent shape for racing. So... And you're going to be on a ship the whole time, so are you, you know, are you going to be doing some, like, strength-focused training or maybe cardio or, I don't know, not training at all for a couple months while you're on the ship? Like, what's your plan there? Man, uh, training on the ship is actually key. It's, it's you know, you're confined to this box all day, and uh, the only the only thing I have to escape to is the gym. Um, but it's interesting that you bring up strength training because I, I, I've mentioned it a thousand times on my show. I like hate it more than anything. Um, but I think I need it. You know, I, I, I think I don't do enough of it. And so when I run a lot of races, uh, you know, when I get to something like a sandbag carry or a bucket carry, I just get crushed. And Heather, it's funny when Heather and I race, you know, in, in similar heats or something like that, she'll make up a ton of time on me. Uh, you know, in, in events like that, because she is just so much stronger uh, in comparison to her weight than I am into our weights, right? So, so she can crush the women's weights. Like I, I can't do the men's weights as well as she does that. So, uh, I think the big thing I'm going to focus on this this seven months I'm gone is going to be strength training in the gym. And then, fortunately, we have treadmills, uh, so I can get a little time where I'm going to be, you know, happy and running. So. So you, all your running is going to be on the treadmill, right? Like the ship's not really large enough to do laps per se, correct? Well, you know, that's actually not entirely true. Uh, I'm on a ship that's nearly the size of an aircraft carrier, so I, I don't know what the perimeter of it is as far as distance, but it takes some time to cover. So uh, given the opportunity, I probably will, but uh, as somebody, you know, who's who's probably been over in that direction, you might know, you know, when it's uh, when it's 120 degrees out, uh, it is absolutely miserable and then you put yourself on top of a, a dark gray flight deck uh it gets to be about 130 surface temp and there's no running on that yeah i will say for so for all my deployments i ended up so i wasn't involved in obstacle course racing at the time but i found that doing primarily strength training was uh the biggest benefit so like because the cardio typically the view is not good you're either on a treadmill uh just logging miles or you're running around uh, a tiny perimeter. I was everything. I was in everything from like, you know, something the size of a football field to um, maybe a larger base with like a mile, just over a mile perimeter. Um, so, I typically what I would do is like focus on strength for almost the entire trip, and then those last two months really try to ramp up my cardio. So when I got back to the U.S., like my cardio was, I could just basically fall into a normal training plan, and I'm not like struggling to take, you know, baby steps again. So. Right, and, and I think that's a big thing that I'm going to try to do. And, and I think the nice thing, though, is, is getting outside. You know, our ship's probably close to 300 yards long. Uh, 
the nice thing is, is, you know, just getting outside, maybe running a couple laps on that, even if it's not for very, very long, uh, it'll be the only time I'll see the sun ever. And so, uh, you know, I don't, I don't ever go outside. So like I'll go sometimes three weeks without seeing the sun or going outside. So, uh, that's, that's another little escape for me is, is getting a little vitamin D as well. Sounds good. Are you taking any, you know, like specific strength training products like hand grippers or anything with you or maybe like fat grips or something like that to train with or you just kind of going going slick i'm sorry could you repeat that question that the connection was kind of bad i was just curious if you were taking any sort of uh training implements with you uh like i know on my last trip i brought i brought some of like my actual rig grips and i would like build a kind of like a ghetto rig in the gym like they had a you know the pulley the pulley machine i would basically loop rig grips over the center of the pulley machine and kind of traverse back and forth um and then i brought like hand grips too like the little uh standard grippers that most people use for forearm strengthening yeah so i actually probably will pick up a couple of those uh the the nice thing is already at uh in one of the gyms on the ship we actually have two gyms so we're pretty lucky uh one of them has like one of those rock training kind of grips so you know like uh you'll see them at rock gyms a lot where they have like four or five different kind of grips in this one little rectangular hold and i I use those when i'm doing pull-ups so i'm kind of trying to work multiple things at once uh and then the other thing that i'm bringing just uh to help myself is uh unfortunately for heather i'm bringing (laughs) my brute fit my my brute force bag um i don't know if you've ever worked with those but it's you know your typical sandbag it's just got a ton of grips on it and i i love it Nice. So Heather, what are you going to be up to while uh, while Jay's floating around the ocean? Um. Well, uh, well quite a bit actually. Um. So when I'm not doing the podcast or racing, I'm a, a wedding engagement photographer. So my season actually picks up quite a bit. Um. It sort of had a false start in the winter, and then I've, I've, it's picking back up again right about now. And so. I have that keeping me busy, and then I'm going to be running the podcast as well, and then I'm also going to be doing the obstacle course training program, the ultra program, um, and then getting ready for World's Toughest in November. So, um, And then I have a bunch more races in September, and um, I'm going to OCR Worlds in October as well. So I have a pretty stacked fall, which is really nice. Nice. I'll, uh, I should be at OCRWC and World's Toughest Mudder, so I will I will see you there. Oh, nice. Yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be my first time at OCRWC and then my first time running World's Toughest, so I'm, I'm really excited. I've been waiting for it all year long. So Yeah, I know we've, t- we've talked about it before on the podcast, but both of them are just such such great experiences. You know, like you're, you're just put into an environment where everyone is like as obsessed as you, and it's like, yeah. you know, it's just... It's like, oh, oh, everyone has the same interest, and we all, you know, are obsessed about the same thing. And, you know, you know, when you say – you can say people's, you know, names in the OCR world without, like, their last name or without explaining who they are and stuff like that. Yeah, I love it because I tried talking about this with my friends and family, and they're all lost. So I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll be a great time. And then World's Toughest, I mean, that's that's another experience on its own, right, like the – I know Jay was there last year doing some media coverage, but uh Yeah, yeah, and I was hoping to go last year, but I actually again had a wedding. And so I flew straight from Jacksonville, Florida to um Las Vegas to catch like the last 2 hours 
And even just in those two hours, I was, like, intoxicated by the atmosphere. I was like, this is so cool. I cannot wait to be a part of this. And then, it's funny, we ran Toughest L.A. in the middle of the night in Toughest L.A. I was like, I'm not doing worlds. That's stupid because I'm not feeling great. And then I finished Toughest L.A. And I was like, okay, let's do this. I'm so excited. So um, I have some pretty big goals. But um, I'm working pretty hard to to reach them. So um, I'm really looking forward to to seeing how I do out there in the desert. Yeah. What's your uh, What's your goal for World Toughest? So my firm goal is 50 uh, 50 miles, and then my kind of lofty goal is 75. Um, I realize how incredibly lofty that is for a a first time run, but um, I don't know. I've been working pretty hard and I'm I'm really putting a lot of effort into my training so I like I said it's my lofty goal my my solid goal is 50 gotcha I would I would also add uh like a tertiary goal there as move forward for 24 hours yes yep that's actually that's one of my sub goals my um I just want to keep moving keep running and finish that's like the main goal (laughs) Okay, good. Yeah, because I know a lot of people go in there with certain, you know, mileage goals, and then sometimes the weather doesn't cooperate like it did last year, and you know, people's yeah. races fall apart. So I, I know I always, I always have like tiered goals, and you know, my bottom tier goal is move forward for 24 hours. Um, that way, when when everything falls apart, I can still put one foot in front of the other. Because you know, as things fall, as the, as you get tired and cold, and things start falling apart out there, you know, you need you need something to hold on to. Um, and oh yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm a person who works well with like those tiered goals, as you say. Um, so for example, uh, with I just recently ran my first marathon, and like I only had two goals. Like my big goal was to keep within keep under five hours, <laughs> and then my um, or within about four ten, relatively close, and then my first tier goal was just to keep running no matter what don't stop just keep running and I was able to hit that first one and I was happy like the the tiered goals work for me something just I can realistically achieve nice as to uh you know people heavily involved in the OCR community and you know especially involved in media let's talk about some of the recent media highlights specifically like some of the tv shows that have been coming out so I know uh Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge uh, premiered a couple weeks ago, season two. Uh, they changed the format a little bit. It's no longer outside. It's more of like an kind of looks like a grungy indoor arena. Uh, kind of what are your, you know, Heather or Jay, whoever wants to take it, like what are your thoughts on Ultimate Team Challenge and uh, how it's looking? Uh, you know, so <laughs> I I don't know. I I have. I have a hard time saying, you know, I I don't like it or I do like it. I think uh, it feels weird putting the Spartan logo on or or name, I guess, on something that feels so not like a Spartan race. Um, so I think that that throws me off a little bit. Uh, but it is it is really really fun to watch it and see people that uh, that you race next to. You know, I think that's probably my favorite thing about it is. And see me, I'd be like, oh, I know them, or I, I've I've met them at a race, or or whatever it is. Uh, so that's really fun for us, I think. But as far as the show and the and the quality and what they're doing, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just interesting. And and I I talk a lot about this on our show too, is kind of of what's good as far as media goes when it comes to 
when it comes to OCR. You know, they've, they've been doing a lot of short courses, trying to draw the media in, or long courses better. You know, uh, for my money, I'll, I'll take watching World's Toughest or, uh, you know, the Spartan um, Championship Series any day. Uh, just because I think that I like the dynamic of that race better. Um, but, you know, I think it, within the confines of trying to appeal to a mass audience, not not necessarily appealing to OCR racers, but appealing to anybody who's going to watch uh, NBC, uh, I think they do a pretty good job. As far as season two goes as well, I had heard that it was going to be in that urban setting because I heard that it was going to be filmed at the location where Walking Dead was filmed, which I was a little excited about. Um I was honestly curious how it was going to look because, you know, a big part of OCR is being outdoors in the hills and the mud and all that stuff. And I actually thought they did a pretty good job. Like this most uh, recent episode we watched, you know, they had the rolling mud. Um, they call it something else, but it was rolling mud. So they're incorporating some of the muddier outdoor elements like the mud and the water, which I was happy to see. So, um I don't know. I think this, uh, I, I'm anything that shows OCR happy. So, um, I think this season's pretty good so far. Yeah. I think I got it actually from your, po- I want to say it was from your podcast. You said, um, uh, when season one was on, you said the, the show's not for us, like the hardcore OCR people. And that's what I have to tell myself every episode. Um, like I, I kind of enjoy it and I, I definitely like seeing like my friends on TV. I think that's, probably the coolest part um i don't know like it doesn't it doesn't really hold my attention i still think it's i like i still dvr and watch every episode but i like i usually end up like playing with my phone halfway through um yeah yeah. i mean we honestly do the same thing too um but i mean I'm, i'm still watching it but i almost i don't watch it like it's ocr i watch it like it's a tv show just like, you know, American Ninja Warrior or any other kind of reality competition show. I sort of have it in my mind as that as opposed to a Spartan race or an OCR. Yeah, that's probably a better, that's probably a better mindset to go into it with. I have trouble, uh, like, I, I don't know, I just can't let it go, you know, like, I, I, I have to look at it through, like, OCR lens, which, I, again, I know, I know it's not, uh, it's not more, it's not for me, it's trying to bring other people into the sport who, you know, are, are on the outside and are like, oh, I've never even heard of a Spartan race. Um, example, I was in the gym the other day, and I built, I like, using the atomic climbing holes, I, like, built a rig uh, across the, my, my gym has, like, a set of pull-up bars. And, you know, guys were like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I, I do obstacle course racing. You know, and I get the puzzled look, and I'm just like, yeah, it's like American Ninja Warrior, except longer, you know, it's like Spartan racing. And they're like, oh, the Spartan, I saw that on TV the other day. And I was like, all right, so, you know, it's, Raising awareness of that there's this thing called obstacle course racing. So I do think I do think it's good overall. Yeah, I think it, it creates that common ground too. Like you said, you know, other people can relate to it. And then you know, I, I think it's important for Joe's quest to get to the Olympics, even though it's it's really nothing like what Joe wants in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think it, it like it brings that awareness. And if if they can have that proof of concept that people want to watch it then I think he's going to be able to make a stronger, stronger argument for OCR in the Olympics. Yeah. I have to admit, though, being the, like, detail-oriented, like, person that I am, when people do that, like, oh, like, on TV, like, the Spartan Show, like, all of me wants to correct them and go into a long, you know, 
explanation about what OCR actually is, but I, I just keep it to myself because, again, it's just raising awareness of the sport in general. So I'm like, yeah, okay, but I'm dying a little on the inside. Yeah. One of the yeah. things that that bothers me about the show, and actually bothers me about Ninja Warrior 2, is, like, I I want to see the the talking heads, the commentators, like, as athletes in that sport. Like, you know, like, when you watch a football game, there's typically, like, one talking head, and then everyone else is, like, retired football players. And then when you watch, like, Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge or A&W, it's just, like, random semi-celebrities that are that are talking. Like, I would rather... I know Matt Davis is going to love this. I'd rather see Matt Davis, you know, on TV as one of the talking heads and maybe, you know, Rose Wetzel or Amelia Boone or, you know, uh, Matt Novakovic, you know, like people who have done the live stream for Spartan. Uh, I'd rather see them kind of in that setting, you know, covering, you know, giving their perspective on how things are going and the challenges people are facing in the middle of the, the event. So. So are we going to, like, make an audition video to pitch for uh, Season 3 for you and me hosting this, or, or what? Because, I mean, I think, I think we got this. I think that's a good idea, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do that. I mean, because like, the, the, the people they have on now, so I don't follow that many other sports, right? So, like, Nick Swisher, like, I don't even know who that is. Like, when they were like, oh, Nick Swisher's on, I was like, I don't, this literally means nothing to me to give you an idea of. Of how closely I follow other sports, so yeah, I have no idea other than Apollo Ono. I had no idea who they were, so I'm I'm definitely in your camp. I'd rather see OCR commentators, like OCR people, being the commentators. I know uh, Matt interviewed Apollo Ono, and I don't I don't I want to say on his podcast he said he didn't even he hasn't run a Spartan race, and I was like, well, that how can you comment? Yeah, on something I don't think never any done? of them have. Yeah, I I don't like that. Yeah. I'd, yeah. And then for, like, A&W, like, I'd rather see, like, Evan Dollard or, you know, someone else uh, who's done the – who's actually done the course before and is, has trained and kind of lives that lifestyle, you know, throwing their two cents in versus, like, a retired football player. So, just – Those just, those dudes do get pretty out of control, though. I I, I do enjoy I, them. <laughs> they, they make me laugh. But, I, you know, I think the guys who do A&W are, are, are definitely better than the guys who do American – or American Ninja Warrior, then do a Spartan Ultimate Team Challenge. So. Oh, hands down, hands down. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any question there. I do like the uh, A&W, whatever, Team Team Ninja Warrior. I like that because it's like, you know, head-to-head, it's all racing. You know, as an athlete, that, that speaks to me more than, like, A&W's main season, which I think is... Now, I've commented this on the past, like the I think it's overly human dramatized. Uh it doesn't really I, I I know people love that. It's just I don't for me personally it doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, and um I actually do like that too. Jay doesn't like Team Ninja Warrior as much. I think it's just you're not a fan of the fast course, right? I don't I don't know what it is I don't like about it. I think that I think the thing I'm not a big fan about that is is it is hard, but I don't think they make it as hard as the regular one, because they're trying to go fast. So, I don't know. There, there's something about it to me that I really like to watch, like, especially the good guys. I like to watch them struggle, you know what I mean? And I, I'm not saying I want to see them <laughs> fail, but, like, I I really like seeing, like, how insane they can make it. You know, like, like Drew Dreschel, like, when it, you know, on, on his most recent episode, like, he made that course look like it was the easiest thing in the world. Uh, but I love it when they get on to, like, Vegas, you know, and, and it's just, like, I know that there's nobody I know that could do that. You know what I mean? 
And and that's really when I start to really appreciate American Ninja Warrior because I'm like that is that is some like inhuman stuff they're doing. Whereas uh, on the short course, I kind of or not the short course, but on the uh, Team Ninja Warrior, I feel like uh, you know I probably know about 55 people that could probably make this course look pretty easy. Yeah, too. but I like the I like the fast paced nature of it. I like the race aspect. Anything that has like racing involved, I like it. I like the Vegas. I, so I love the Vegas episodes. I'm just not a fan of the city qualifiers because they they end up focusing too much on human interest stuff and i'm 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 a pretty cynical person so like when i see people on tv and they're like oh you know my i have all this personal tragedy and you know my family has this problem and this problem and i'm i'm running a ninja warrior like to me like it's like i have all these personal problems and i'm exploiting them so i can get on tv that's what i don't like about it (laughs) So. <laughs> so so, I'll definitely concur with that. And then the other thing that drives me crazy, I know this one drives Heather insane, is the people that come up with, like, the gimmicks. They'll come up with, like, props oh, to the yeah. start line. That just kills and I me. And I know it's part of the show because we've talked to people from American Ninja Warrior. It's just a thing. It's this whole – it's part of the show. But it just drives me nuts. It's like, just go run the course. <laughs> like, and it's, it's even – more kind of cringeworthy when they make a big deal out of it and a big show and then they like fall like not even halfway through the course. It's just like, ah, it's just hard to watch. (laughs) Yeah, I I concur definitely with that. So do you, do you think A&W helps OCR? Like, do you think, do you think people are watching that show and like, oh, I want to run, I want to run a Spartan race or something or a Tough Mudder after seeing the show? Yeah, to some degree, I want to say yes. And why I say that is uh, right now how NBC is doing it is like genius where they're putting Ultimate Team Challenge immediately following A&W because A&W's really got the fan base that Spartan doesn't have. Uh, you know, so putting it on immediately afterwards, it can kind of draw people's interest. Maybe they DVR it. Maybe they stay and watch it. I don't know. But I, I think that's going to draw a ton of people to seeing, you know, Ultimate Team Challenge, which might draw them into running a Spartan race. Uh, hopefully, once they actually get out there and see that it's not 18 minutes long uh, <laughs> and, and they yeah. actually have to go through, like, they sign up for a beast, for, uh, you know, <laughs> on accident or something. And, and they're like, wait. A lot of them are not team wait, obstacles. Wait, 12 miles and you can't help me? Oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I do think it does. But I think the interesting thing is I think it goes the other way, though. Every time I talk to somebody or you know i my i feel i feel like my family says this to me all the time too they're like oh when are you gonna try out for american ninja warrior i'm like i i'm not yeah there's, there's not enough running for me it's too short well it's really it's hard <laughs> oh and, and i'm not strong enough but um i because it's interesting i think up until spartan ultimate team challenge aired i don't think it did a whole lot just because american ninja warrior is so different i think in one sense it did promote fitness a lot and sort of like playing with obstacles, which is awesome. But I feel like the two are very, very different. Like, our first race was the Tough Mudder, and I we ran that because I had heard about Tough Mudder from an outside source. But we had been watching American Ninja Warrior for at least two years into, into that point. And so we never never really connected the dots. And um, But it, like Jay said, once they started putting Spartan around or promoting it around, uh, you know, American Ninja Warrior time, then you sort of start to see the correlation there. It's sort of like a gateway to, to you know, this other TV show that's the door to OCR, essentially. That's how I view it. 
It's a slippery slope. So you start in you start in A and W, fall into the Ultimate Team Challenge, and next thing you know, you're standing on the start line of a of a Spartan beast. Yeah. Of a Spartan beast, you think is going to take an hour and a half, but it turns out it's <laughs> six hours. Yeah. Yes. And then hopefully you don't decide you hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get that. I know how you feel. I get that same. So my my two most common uh, questions are. When are you trying out for an American Ninja Warrior? And Stay with us. And then when are you running Barclays? That those are the two oh, questions oh, I get. I, I probably get them at least once a month, probably once every like two weeks. And my response is always like, "All right, so A and W. It like the reason I'm good is because I can run for a long time and do obstacles. Like they're taking away half of my advantage. Like there's no running, right? So, um." That's bad. And then Barclays is the opposite. It takes away my other advantage. Like, I'm not the best ultra runner, but most people who can run as long as I can can't do obstacles. Um, so it takes away the obstacles and just turns into, uh, it's actually running in, it's actually not even a marathon. It's, um, you know, it's not even an ultra marathon. It's technically an adventure race because you're, you're navigating, uh, between points. You're not actually following a fixed course. So, um, but that, that's that, another that's story. That's definitely, yeah, I was gonna say that's definitely like one of the coolest races in my opinion. That yeah. that is that is an insane race. But I mean that that is what I love about OCR. I love that it's that that blend, and that's why American Ninja Warrior is so different because it doesn't have that blend, and that's why Barkley Marathons are so different because it doesn't have that blend. OCR is this wonderful blend of a running race and an obstacle race. Like I I, I love it because the running um, is enough. For, to challenge me, but not to be too boring, because I'm one of those people that I had a really hard time getting running to not be boring for myself. But then it's not back-to-back obstacles, so I could actually improve instead of just be constantly defeated. Yeah, I know. I've uh, I've gone back and I still I still do some running, like straight up uh, running races. Not very often anymore because it takes away from my OCR. But I went back and did a 50k earlier this year. And I was so bored. I was like, oh, my God, I'm never doing an ultra, straight ultra running again. Like, I was like, oh, I wish there was some obstacles here. And, like, oh, this guy's ahead of me? Of course he is. He's got no he's got no muscle, right? Like, he can obviously run much faster than me. Um, so I love ultra OCR. Not, no longer a big fan of just straight ultra running. So That's fair. I, I think I'm going the other way, like. Yeah. I love just pure running, so like I think as I get back from this deployment, I'm actually going to spend a lot of time doing some some kind of pure ultras and stuff like that. Jay's that rare breed that doesn't get bored while running, and I just I can't understand it, and I never will. <laughs> so I never got bored while running until I found OCR, and then I'm like, oh, this is so much more exciting. And now when I go back, I'm like, oh, this is this was boring. Yes, uh, straight ultras are in fact boring. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've never run an ultra, but I'm the same way. Marathons, I thought, I think are still interesting because I'm still very concerned about pace and watching splits and food intake and stuff like that. Uh, And you know, it's only it's over in a couple hours. It's not in you know five plus hour event for most people. So I think that kind of wraps up most of the major topics we wanted to talk about. Got to talk about. Overcome and run, podcasting, and training on deployments, as well as some of the kind of the recent media highlights in the OCR uh, world. 
Jay, you have any uh, shout-outs you want to give before we uh, say goodbye to everyone? Oh, man, shout-outs. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't know people. I don't know anybody. <laughs> Just uh follow, be sure to, you know, look us up on Facebook, Instagram. Um we usually release episodes about once a week. Uh yeah. Yeah, especially especially the Facebook and the Instagram, you know. Uh we've been trying to like grow that a little bit. I don't know. I don't social media, so <laughs> Heather does That's all that me, and yeah. she's way cooler than me, so you should definitely follow it cuz she's awesome. Um but yeah, just just hit us up overcomingrun.com and uh, you know, to, to hit hit up the episode and then you know, I definitely want to say for sure if you haven't already bought Evan's book, you need to do that because yes. Heather actually read it and I mean has got like put <laughs> so things good. into practice immediately. Yes. Oh my god, like not just cuz I'm on your show, it's legitimately such an incredible resource and I'm absolutely loving it. So, um yeah, everyone should read your book. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh so what's, what's funny is after I wrote it, you know, I, I, while editing it, I've read it so many times. It's like it, it's too much. I got, it. and now that it's like actually published and on shelves, I actually don't like. I haven't actually read it because I don't want to find something I don't like. You know, like it, it, it would be something minor. It'd be like a tiny tweak, or you know, I have found I do know there's a spelling error in there, um, and I know one of the charts has a couple of errors on it, uh, but. Yeah, I'm I'm scared to read it because I'm I'm worried I'm gonna find something and be like, oh, I can't believe I said that. But um, I, oh yeah, I know most of it's good because, like I said, I I proofread it probably thirty times. So no, I mean we we only highlighted like at least a good thirty or forty pages of header. It's no big deal, but I mean those are oh yeah, that's, that's only like ten percent of the book, so it's cool. <laughs> so uh. Yeah, thanks again for coming on the podcast. Uh, I did find out when I I went to go tag you on Instagram about an hour ago and realized that I was not following you, so I fixed that immediately. Um, So that's good to know. Uh, But thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And uh, it was nice to be on the opposite side of the spectrum and interviewing you for once. And, uh, again, thanks for everything you did kind of at the beginning and – Glad I got to be on your podcast a couple times, and we'll have to do this again in the future. Maybe we'll uh, have Brenna back here next time. Yeah, yeah definitely, man. Awesome. You know you're always welcome on Overcome and Run. So yeah, you, thanks any, for Anytime us. you want to come by and uh, you know, anything you have to share, you're always welcome, my friend. Sounds great. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, that's it from Strength and Speed. 